at some point. Recording in progress. All you gotta do is press record and we can start the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to level 32 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, your video game podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about what we've been playing and what's in the news. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live, of course, from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my best friends in the metaverse, the Luigi of our podcast. The Big L, Vactor. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Luigi himself is here. Poppy Luigi. And Bowser himself. You got you got a lot to live up to. The always angry Jeff W. Orale, orale. Let me ask Jeff, do you know who's playing Bowser in the Mario movie? Jack Black? Yeah. yeah. Jablinski. Yeah. yeah. Jay was friend of the show. That was a good guess. That was Jack a good Black. Guess. And it's a me, Mario. I was going to say Rabio. <laughs> Rabio. Ay, ay, ay. When does Luigi say that? He oh. Uh, you've clearly never played a Mario game. Yeah. Oh boy. We're off to a great start. Everything. Thanks for joining us, everybody. If you're not subscribed, well, (laughs) do you want to get more of this kind of content? You gotta hit you gotta hit subscribe in order to get this in your feed every week, hot and fresh. So do it. And if you're already subscribed, thank you. But either way, if you're brand new. Or if you're a seasoned veteran of the Sandbox Gamers podcast, all you got to do is go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave some kind words and maybe five stars because two things. Number one, maybe, just maybe, you will get a shout out on the show and that'll bring uh, some meaning to your otherwise meaningless life. And number two... You'll be doing us a kindness and you'll help us move up them charts. So thank you. And tell your friends, we're the best video game podcast around outside of all the, you know, the hundreds of other ones, but we're still the best. So thank <laughs> you. All right. So what we likes to do is we like to talk about all the latest video game news. And then we do a lightning round. And then we talk about what we've been playing this week. So without further ado, it's time for me to remind you that Jeff W. is always DTF. Down to talk the fun news. So, Vactor, why don't you satisfy Jeff W.'s primal urges with all the latest video game news? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I know Jeff is very invested in the Google Stadia ecosystem. I got to say, Jeff, I'm sorry. But Google Stadia is dead. There is no more Google Stadia service. RIP to Google's gaming service. Jeff, did you know that Google can give as well as take away something that they have (laughs) created? They can take it away from you. Did you know that? (laughs) Hold on. Uh, Jeff's just busy logging into Google Wave. (laughs) Just so you know, Google Stadia, one of the cloud gaming services, is now toppling. I got an email, and it said, this is just out of nowhere. Hey, guys, guess what? We're no longer doing this. We're going to give you all your money back, everything you ever put into it. We're going to refund you. Now, I never actually bought anything. I went back and looked because I was like, oh, am I getting a refund? Then I realized I originally bought Google Stadia June 11th, 2019, paid $137. Sucker. Then I canceled it because I came to my senses and said, I don't want to pay for games as well as pay for the service. Then on November 11th, 2020, I got a free one. I don't know why. I must have bought some Google product, Google Home or Google <laughs> Nest or something. But I got a free one, which just sits in my closet. 
just like Rob Switch gathering dust. It's still there. I can see it. But all it is is a Chromecast and a controller. So I think I might try to use that uh, Chromecast and controller on something else. But I ain't going to use it for gaming because they are canceling Google Stadia. But this is just the first, like I said, of the big cloud gaming services. I think this is going to be the first domino, boys. And I'm actually interested what you guys think will be the next domino to fall. Is it going to be Amazon Luna? Is it going to be NVIDIA GeForce Now? Or is it going to be xCloud Gaming? Which Mm. one do you boys think? Uh, Jeff had a strong reaction. So let's hear from Jeff real quick. No, I'd say Amazon. I mean, it was funny, like, Stadia is the biggest piece of shit that Google's ever like maybe ever released. <laughs> I don't know about that. It is so fucking garbage. You ever like log I mean, into Google Plus, Jeff? Everybody knew this was gonna happen. This like t- two minutes after it was announced, and the whole the whole platform is bullshit. Uh, I know Vactor, you're interested. I'm not saying it about you. I'm just saying it about the uh, platform itself. Uh, there is no way this thing. I don't think. I just don't think there is. I don't think the bandwidth is there. I don't think I don't think streaming games are worth taking a chance on. I think, you know, and Google is a big enough company that it you know doesn't this doesn't really matter to them uh, as much. But you know, uh, yeah, I think this was always kind of, especially after the launch. I mean, it's almost it seems like almost since launch we've had you know. Hey, uh, Stadia is struggling, or hey, uh, there are no games on this platform, or hey, you know, uh, games are kind of expensive for having to pay for this service. You know, we're getting away from paying for Xbox Live and PlayStation, or they're bundling games in with the service, and uh, to then have a service that requires me to pay for it on top of not having anything. I mean, like, what, what was the big selling point and when it launched it they had destiny 2 like anybody gave a shit like (laughs) anybody was buying that platform for that see to Um, me there's just no way the selling point was hey you could play a game right away like you don't have to wait for a download you don't have to wait for an install you could play it and they showed the like the footage that they showed it's like oh i'm watching youtube there's a game all right i'm gonna press play and i'm playing that game right away and i think there's a lot of Everything that you said is different points that all add up to, I think, the failure of Stadia. It wasn't just one specific thing. It's everything that you mentioned. I stayed away from it, and I'm sure you two did the same, because of the pricing. Well, actually, two reasons. Number one, because of I didn't want to buy the game and pay for the service. That would be like paying for Netflix and then paying for each movie that you watch on Netflix. Right. That didn't make any sense to me. And then number two, it was the games that were available because there was never anything that was on Stadia exclusively where I couldn't play it somewhere else. Right. So those were the two things. I I just never, um, I never jumped into that ecosystem. The same thing with Luna. The only reason why I'm a little bit into Luna, I have a toe, is because it's, free with Amazon Prime. I'm already paying for Amazon Prime, but Luna kind of halfway does it the same thing Stadia does where Luna has these tiers where it's like, "Oh, you want the Street Fighter game? All right, pay for this fighting bundle tier. That's another $10 a month. You want this other game? Okay, that's another tier. You pay $15 a month." So, I've just done the free one and I I've said it before on the show. I'm a proponent of cloud gaming. I'm not a proponent of inconvenience. And that's why, to me, I think xCloud has the advantage right now because of Game Pass. Um, GeForce now right a close second under that. Um, and then the only advantage Luna has is that, like I said, it's part of Prime. It's bundled in with Amazon Prime, right. which everybody has for the most part. Uh, but Rob, which one do you think is going to be successful or are any of them going to be successful? Well, since uh, you love Luna so much, I'm going to say Luna sucks. (laughs) 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 No, uh, I'm not. I'm really not surprised that Stadia is gone, but I'll circle back Uh, out of those. 
out of everything you said, probably Luna. Uh, not just to spite you, but it just seems like the weakest link. Microsoft and Xbox is such a force that I don't see anything they're doing just stopping anytime soon. Uh, the NVIDIA, I have a subscription to that, and I never invest poorly. So they're clearly going to stay uh, forever. Um, it was a super smart investment. I use it all the time. Uh, I'm t- it's worth the hundred dollars every six months or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> uh, so I would have to say Luna is probably the one that's going to go down. Um, while you were talking about that, though, just out of curiosity, I I googled <laughs> Google's failures. And it says the biggest uh, failed products for Google. There's so many. Oh, yeah. Google Plus, Google Buzz, Google Offers, Tango, Google Wave, Google Video, Google Answers, Google Glass, Google Daydream, Google Health, Google Lively, Google Talk, Google Allo, Google Goggles. What? (laughs) (laughs) Google Voice. That was another one. Uh, there's so like many what you, voice is still around right google oh, is voice is still i don't around? i don't think so because they like they closed down my google voice number oh what's their f- uh google fi is their current oh. like phone service but oh, i forgot yeah. about google voice man. then they shut people. down google reader remember yes. they mm-hmm. shut that down which yeah. is google latitude state. google yeah. sms search what the what is that <laughs> i don't know yeah. about that it says but, it was from two, two, 2004 to 2013 Google SMS hmm. search allowed cell phone users to text search queries to Google. Oh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think the biggest problems Jeff talked about, but for me, it was that you had to buy the games and then the internet speeds in America. So that's a bigger issue, not necessarily Google's fault, but we right now are talking on Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. It is a pain. I can speak on this from a video podcasting perspective. It is a pain to get HD video to function smoothly. Uh, Zoom does it by compressing everything down to 720. So it's not even HD. Everything else that I've tried, that's either 1080p or 4K. There's some type of lag with it. There's some type of problem. There's latency issues. So even in 2022, the biggest problems is our you know, our bandwidth and just kind of getting the speeds of the internet up. So that's going to be the biggest hurdle for cloud gaming. And we just talked about that new handheld that um, who's, who makes that Logitech? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. We just talked about that and I don't see great things from that one. I don't see that one lasting very long, but I think cloud gaming is going to be the future eventually, but it's just going to depend on the bandwidth and the internet speeds um, in general, because it's not just video games. It's vi- a video. Cause that's just a huge, that pipeline, you know, just the, the, we need that algorithm from Pied Piper. That's Pied what Piper. we need. Oh, yeah. it, If we can get that, that's yeah. when it's going to be good. <laughs> and, and I was going to say, there's like, there's, Here's the problem with all the streaming platforms is typically when I'm in the mode to play or in the mood or in, you know, whatever mm-hmm. to play video games. When Jeff's I'm in the usually, mood. <laughs> I'm in a, yeah, I put on some Marvin Gaye. Um, <laughs> the, uh, usually I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a desk anyway. So it's kind of the last way I want to play a game. You know what I mean? Preferably. And then also there's just nothing on those platforms that's not somewhere else. I mean, like, if you had something that was compelling that was, you know, functioned within that system of streaming, I think it makes more sense. But there's just nothing that it has to offer. There's there's nothing to get me there, you know? See, I think the the best way to think about it is physical discs versus digital gaming. And for you, Jeff... Digital is just more convenient, right? Just downloading it instead of putting something into your drive. I think that's what cloud gaming is going to be where, like I said, you don't have to download anything. You just press play and you're streaming the game. Kind of like with Netflix, you don't have to download a movie right onto your device and watch it. You're just watching it. So that's the way to think about gaming is you don't have to install anything. You don't have to update anything. It's just there and it just works. 
And when I played it, when I was in the beta for Stadia and it was uh, Assassin's Creed, I can't remember which Assassin's Creed it was, but just that I, I loaded up a Chrome browser and I was just playing it within seconds. I was like, this is, this is right. what I want. This is the future. So that's like the dream scenario of I want it. I'm playing it. That's it. Like I'm not having to wait for it. Um, and that, that is again, depending on internet speeds, I'm not having to wait for a download or any type of install or any type of updating. It's just instant. So that's what I, that's the way that I look at cloud gaming and the games are going to be there regardless. Um, like you said, whether it's what platform it's on, I don't think that's going to matter. It's going to be, how is it delivered to the consumer? And so just convenience overall is going to be what makes, I think that's, what's going to make cloud gaming win out eventually, but we're just not there yet. So Stadia, they were just too far ahead of their time. They should have waited a little bit until the speeds caught up. But I just wondered like what board meeting were they in? And and they were like, all right, Johnson, here's the numbers. Yeah. These are the, <laughs> the people that want streaming. Here it is. And we, we're going to invest enough money into this that we can play it. Who are the just, ad wizards who came <laughs> up with this one? I think it's just so easily like the fact that this was like called right after the announcement. Like people knew this was going to happen. You could see, well, you could feel the temperature in the room that this was a big failure. Yeah. Well, happen. that that you know? also was kind of, and, and um, Jeff Kanata talked about this on DLC. It kind of becomes a self fulfilling prophecy with Google because of their history, because of everything Rob named off, we already in our minds thought Stadia was going to fail. Every mm -hmm. I, I didn't see a single person besides me who was like, yeah, I want this to succeed. Everybody was like, oh, Google's doing another failure. Yeah, let's just wait yeah. a couple of years and then it'll be gone. I'm surprised it lasted this long is the, the sentiment that I got from most people. And there's a couple of links I'm going to leave in the show notes of people who wrote um, opinion pieces at the verge one of them was i fell in love with stadia right as it shut down i think that's a going to be a large percentage of people as well who actually played the service and at, it was a rocky first start but then right as it's starting to get going then it's like all right we're taking it away we're canceling it so i think it was kind of doomed from the start because of their history if it was coming from another company we might get be more forgiving Anything that Google puts out now, it's like impress me first, and then I'll I'll go into mm -hmm. your service. I'll be all in because none of us bought into the Stadia service. No. To, because, to be fair, no. though, too, it's also like we we have that expectation, but it was also not good either, right? Well, like I, think, I mean, there is like something to be said about like the fact that they didn't get it, and I know there is like the future and like internet speeds have to get there and all that stuff. But at the same time, like it just is now not good. Right. Like, I don't know how they did not see that. I don't know how, I don't know how they got. Well, that's what uh, I mean by test it. unit. And yeah, just did that's never, what I'm saying of yeah. why did they fund this at this stage? Because right. like I said, I bought that in 2019. So, you know, they were testing it in 2018. Why were they, yeah. why did they put it out so soon and so early? And from, what I played of it, I will say the service itself was fine. It wasn't fantastic. I wasn't playing 4K gaming and I wasn't playing 120 frames per second, but I was playing 1080p, like I was playing 60 frames per second, right? Like there was, it was adequate. It was fine. It just wasn't the best. And maybe that's what, Jeff, maybe that's what you're thinking of cloud gaming as it should equal what we are currently getting on our desktops. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, or just playable. Like, I think, like, I know it's somewhat playable. I think, well, when, just, let me ask you this. I think it cuts off a lot. Like for me, if you can't do multiplayer, uh, in, in an effective way, and that's what I was talking about, like mm -hmm. developing for it. Right. Like you have to have a game that works with the lag. So like, if you have like a turn-based game, like it's probably going to be fine, but like, you're not playing Street Fighter on that. You're not playing Call of Duty on that. Mm -hmm. Destiny, as much as they wanted to sell that, you're not playing PvP on that. Uh, I'd be surprised if anybody uh, outside of the like, you know, hey, we did this for YouTube, like went on Destiny 2 and completed a raid over Stadia. Because I well, just don't me... think you can coordinate like yeah. over the lag. Well, it just depends on 
everybody's connection. Let me ask you this, because when Stadia came out, your internet was not as great as it is now, Jeff. Uh, your, yeah. It's your connection down, is better down. now than it was when it first came out. So had, when was the last time you tried any cloud service? It was probably, so I tried the GeForce Now when we all, I think we all bought that. That was um, like 30, December, like last year, year ago. So? Yeah. yeah, maybe November, December so last year. That, and then I did try Luna when they had, they were advertising it all over the front page with uh, Devil May Cry. So yeah, I tried right, that then right. too. Now, Luna did have, I think, the best latency, but there's reasons for that. There's a reason that, you know, there's a reason Amazon advertises their web services on on like NFL football games, right? AWS, like mm -hmm. they have the the data centers, they have the uh, what do you call it? Structure or mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of the, Just, the right yeah, like the infrastructure, the, the servers, infrastructure, yeah. yeah, they they have that for for this, um, right? So I tried those. I thought they were okay. They just I just don't see. Um, I don't know. They just there's just not. A, a game that I don't think there's a game you could put on a streaming service to where I'm gonna think, oh, you know, I could just hop online and yeah, I don't have to install anything, I don't have to do anything, and I'll just hop on and play this game. I don't know, I don't know what that game would be currently. Well, like Fortnite, I think would be one. That's not like a big game. I can floss. <laughs> I can floss when I stream. That I don't think true. that's gonna be one that that you necessarily need the the best, you know. I need 4K, 120 frames. Now it's nice, but that's probably one that you could play. I'm on Luna right now, and I'm playing Skatebird, and I'm skating. <laughs> like, Come on, as we are playing game. this. this guy's also, so real quick, by the way, too, I saw an article about this uh, as well. Uh, Google should do the right thing and make those controllers usable. Update them with like the Bluetooth shit, whatever. Do whatever they got to do because. The amount of waste that you're going to have with these controllers that people bought and they're not usable without plugging in or, you know what I mean? Like do the right well, thing and uh, make these things usable. What's kind of crazy uh, is the controllers are based on Wi-Fi. Like that was the big, oh, right, we're going to set right. ours apart and have less latency because it's based on Wi-Fi. So I don't know anything else that uses that. Um, I did see an article where they were talking about making it compatible with everything and people were already modding them so there's already kind of i think talk of this but i gotta tell you right now now rob mm -hmm. i am having no problems with skatebird this is a game i think this is another thing that jeff you might want to like you said street fighter or things call of duty right where you have to have that one-to-one -one latency right maybe you might want to put those aside if you're playing a single player game like Assassin's Creed or like Skatebird, I think the latency is fine to me. I'm not experiencing any like it feels like I'm just playing a game right now. Like sure. there's no difference. So I I'm think sorry, it's just a funny name for a video. <laughs> Skatebird. <laughs> well, it's a bird on a skateboard. Like <laughs> yeah, that's Jeff, the game. What would you call it? <laughs> listen, listen, Jeff, go ahead and you know, trade it. You look at the serious single player games. Assassin's Creed, Skatebird. Skatebird. Yeah. <laughs> that's I just want our listeners to know that cloud gaming in general is not as bad as Jeff says it is. It's depending on your connection and it's depending on the game. So yeah. that is one. I think, Jeff, you should play some more of these cloud games just to try them out, just to see where yeah, Jeff. things are at right now. Um, I played Control over the cloud. Oh, yeah, Jeff. that's another one. Yeah. And that but one was just fine. I think. To me, the X Cloud Gaming is the best because we all subscribe to Game Pass, and there's stuff like Psychonauts. There's stuff like, um, dang, what was that Blob game? The Gunk. Mm -hmm. That was a perfect game for cloud gaming. Like, there's stuff like that. The Turtles game. You know, like, um, there's certain games that fit in that that type of um, environment for cloud gaming, and they they don't require latency. If you're playing Halo forget it like you have to be directly connected like you have to have a gig internet like all those things are factors that um you just have to take into account when you're playing it and so that's why that's what i mean by google jump the gun a little bit but you also kind of run that risk of well if you go in too late then it's like everybody else has already passed you right like so it's it's that balance of being first 
but then also being good. And I think GeForce Now and xCloud Gaming are, are the two front runners for me. And the only reason Luna is even in the picture is because I already have Amazon Prime, which is the same thing with Prime Video. Like I don't necessarily go specifically to Prime Video, although The Boys is on there. It's not one that I'm pulling up before Netflix, before Disney Plus. So that one's just, I already subscribed to Prime. I already get the video. So I might as well watch the stuff on there. Same thing with these games. But now you're seeing like Netflix getting into gaming and you're seeing their attempts. And I'm going to talk about their um, their stuff in our what we've been playing this week. But I think there's a ton of good articles that I'm going to list in the show notes. And one really good thing that they did was they said, yeah, we're going to refund everybody because they could have just been like, nah, we're shutting it down. Sorry. Yeah. F all you guys. The fact that they're actually refunding you, that made my eyes pop out when I was when I got that email and they were like, hey, we're shutting down Stadia. By the way, you, everybody gets a refund. I was like, what? Now, they don't they can refund, afford it. <laughs> they don't you refund want them. The you can have them. But they refund all the game gaming purchases that people made. Um, I didn't make it's, a single purchase. It's probably like only like twelve hundred dollars if there were <laughs> people who bought it. You know, I don't so know. Okay. I don't know anyone personally who was no. in on Stadia or bought a game on Stadia. So I I uh, couldn't tell you. I you, bought a game on Stadia. What game did you buy? I bought Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Oh dang! I was always gonna say Skatebird. Skatebird. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! The best game. That's gonna no, be I our try, new I, mascot. I had Stadia. <laughs> I had a subscription to Stadia for about a week. And then I deleted it because it was not that great. I went overseas mm. last year to Jamaica and subscribed. And I was playing Immortals Phoenix Rising at the time. So I wanted to continue playing it. And I was not very thrilled with the service overseas. Could could have been the internet, uh, you know, in Jamaica. But I also didn't like the, U, the UI. Mm. But I was playing it on my phone. Oh, okay. Right. Uh um, yeah, which was See, not good mm-hmm. at all, and I was so frustrated with the whole experience that I just said no, delete, unsubscribe. Yeah, I never uh, played it on the phone. Um, I played it on Chrome desktop. I never played it on that Chromecast, just on a TV. So I actually never went into those interfaces. I only played it on on the desktop, the web interface. So that's just another thing that they got to get. But like I said, I think XCloud is doing it the right way because I could play games in in uh, my tesla if i just go to the website and that's how they get around that Fortnite thing of not playing it on the iphone is they're like all right just go to x cloud just go to this website and you can play Fortnite on your iphone so i think this is a very interesting topic and i will continue to beat the drum for cloud gaming until we all have until we're internet. dead because it yeah. will never be relevant. And I'm yes. going to tell Jeff Skatebird is good. <laughs> wow. Speaking of Jeff, Player <laughs> Unknown's new game sounds oh, hey, real quick. You know what makes me puke more than game streaming services? Uh-oh. Games Two. and NFTs. This game you're about to talk about is bullshit. But go ahead. Player oh, Unknown. man. Tell new us how game. you really feel, Jeff. Sounds outrageously ambitious. Jeff, tell us more about Player Unknown, who did the uh, PUBG. Tell us more right. about their new yeah. game. So PUBG. So this dude, we're just gonna call him PUBG guy. <laughs> Player Unknown, I guess. Uh, we'll just Brandon Green. Puh. We'll call him Puh. Um. So he obviously he was the guy that put out the mod to Daisy that became known as PUBG, um, or I think he. Well, that's what the game originally was, and they put it mm-hmm. on their own engine. Anyway, yeah. that's basically how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, he sold that game to the the Korean developer. Uh, he worked there for a while and supported that game until Fortnite came in and ate their lunch and basically took over the whole genre that they created. Uh, and then now he's making a new game after he's left that company. I assume he got the big bucks and got out before PUBG fell out of irrelevancy. Or fell into irrelevancy, um, and he's making this new game. It's it's so vague. Looking at everything about it, that it's this like procedurally generated world that's supposed to imitate the size of the Earth, like one to one, where like thousands of gamers of thousands of players can play like all at one time. All right, you speaking my language. It sounds it's, 
outrageously it's, ambitious. Yeah, no, I mean, it is ambitious. Uh, there's no way this is going to work that great. Uh, but there's also, um, back to the article you linked, there's an interview where he's talking about, oh, I want people to, you know, I want you to be able to build things and do things in this world. And then, you know, you can make money off of that, you know, essentially introducing NFTs, hmm. um, which is trash. And uh, it's yeah. going to be probably a feature <laughs> that will probably not make this game. I mean, if this makes the game, I'd be shocked. Um, and hopefully they they just abandon that. Um, but I mean, it. I mean, it's interesting. There's like a 30 second teaser, but it's just like, you know, what looks to be just uh, a rainy, you know, forest setting uh, with wind that just is showing off like, you know, physics. Uh, there's nothing really happening in anything they've shown. I'm, um, you know, I am I'm interested in this game only because of the person tied to it. And I do think, like, obviously what Fortnite was or is uh, can, you know, be directly attributed to this person, you know, um, inventing that genre Mm -hmm. and making a compelling game. So I am interested to see what comes out of them. But they're building something from the ground up. They like like there's no there's no game engine that can handle that many players. There's no thing. So they have to make their own. Um, So, I mean, I hope it's good, but I just don't think I mean. Uh, I don't know, or, or we're years away from that, right? Like, I think we're years away from them being able to re- realistically, you know, put mm-hmm. put forth what they're saying. You yeah. know, I don't think you can synchronize that many players in a in a short area or a small area. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's cool, but also, like, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? This this seems like it's so early on. There were they're just they're giving you this description that's so vague. You know, so of course it's ambitious because they don't tell you what they're going to do. It feels, um, let's say, No Man's Sky-ish. Let's go down that route, right? Right where you had like No Man's Sky, there's all this promise and there's all this like, oh, well, what am I going to do? Well, whatever you want to do. Oh, there's so many uh, things to do. Everything's procedurally generated. It's like having a real universe. There's so many... And then you really get there and it's like, okay, well, this is so boring. Like, you're going to have to well, build things into the game. Um, that's what that's the vibe I'm getting from this just off the descriptions uh, that, that he's giving in these interviews. Let me play devil's advocate for a second. Did You're you think stream that, the game? Did you, did you think that about Minecraft? The exact same thing you described of, oh, well, you can just do anything. Now I'm bored. Did you think that about <laughs> um, Minecraft? Yeah, Jeff. No, but I mean, Let I guess me log into Jeff's Minecraft. Minecraft server <laughs> real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have I've had I have an old Java one. Uh, I've had Minecraft for a minute. I uh, think as long as yeah. they just make it fun to play, that's fine. Like being able to be being ambitious, I don't think is a bad thing. I just think if it's not fun, it's not, you know, we're not going to play it. If it's fun, we will play it. Uh, just for everybody out there, the code name for this game is Artemis, and the engine that's going to be powering it is Melba. So this is like Jeff said, kind of like brand new stuff. Rob, did you have a chance to, to look at this prologue that they put out? I looked at it and I am indifferent. <laughs> and he forgot about it immediately because it was irrelevant. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm I'm open to the idea of hopping into this, you know, once it's really a thing, mm-hmm. but it's not something that jumps out at me. It's not it's not speaking my language exactly. Yeah. Well, you didn't play PUBG that much, right? Or did you play it at all? No. no. I think that's like Jeff said and that's the headline. Like the first thing you see on this article that I'm linking is player unknowns dot dot dot. Like it's the the headline is attached to his name, and that's just like Kojima, just like anybody Miyamoto. It's the the cash is like him. This is what we're following. Is oh, it's it's this guy's game, not necessarily. I think the the project itself. Or the description of it it's just we're following the guy because of his past work because of what he mm-hmm. did so i think that'll be interesting to keep an eye on which we will on the sandbox gamers something else we're going to keep an eye on for rob <gasps> i'm here too hi guys is elden ring art print oh breaking news i just want to this is hold on me. they have one signed by weird al <laughs> oh gimme 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 let me ask rob real quick this is just a personal thing not necessarily okay. news but Ooh. do these look interesting to you would you put one of these all prints right i'm gonna look at these wall? prints right now 
The first one is uh, uh, Godfrey. Godfrey. It's fine. Wouldn't put it on my wall. The Erd Tree. Mm. I wouldn't put this on my wall if I, like I the, you know, wore fedoras. I like stuff the Erd like Tree. <laughs> what the listeners don't see is the wall of fedoras behind Jeff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Uh, there's a lift. Um, none of these, none of these examples on the verge I would hang. Um, I'm not this against is, it because I am a lover of fine art. Yeah. This and is Cook and Becker is the, the website. Um, <laughs> Jeff's put on his Heisenberg. Oh, I see. He's wearing a fedora. <laughs> guys for, don't. He, this guy. For all the audio listeners. Hello, ladies. Yeah. He has a, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's vaping. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's so my, those that's are. My, that's my good pal, Jeff. Those are in our show notes. We'll have those. <laughs> Link down below for everybody. Um, Jeff, Overwatch 2 is out as we speak. Now, we're both big Good luck playing it. players. Good luck playing it. But right now, you can't play it because it's under attack, Jeff. And there's a huge <laughs> queue of players. So we can't. Just laughing. Overwatch 2 is the Ukraine of video games right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning and we're all on its side. Uh, yeah, we're against the attackers. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of problems right now. Um, yeah. Prepaid cellular bans and failed account merges. So they're getting DDoSed, which usually means like, or like Diablo 2 Remaster, Resurrect, Resurrected, uh, whatever that game's called. Uh, they sure. do the, uh, they'll start doing the player queue. So they can't, like, they start blocking who can come in right away. And that queue would get annoying, and it was like at eighty people. Uh, before the before we started here, I got on. It took a screenshot, and uh, yeah, Overwatch was at a two thousand player queue, which means <laughs> if I start now, You're right, I could play by tomorrow. Do so, it, yeah. You know that's that's where we're at with this game. Um. Before also, the show, Factor just... said, you guys want to play? And I said, yes, uh, like an idiot. And then I saw the 2000 player queue. And, well, I regret saying I'm going to play this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this. I mean, I don't even know why this is a thing. They should have just made this an expansion. This sequel looks like the most unnecessary garbage that I've ever seen in my life. They say it's more of a remix than a sequel to Overwatch. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll get a chance to play it one day. And the, the old game is dead, so that's the only game you can yes. get on there now. So mm-hmm. this, there is no going back or playing the original mix of this remix. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we will report back when we're actually able to play it. Nintendo revealed their first poster for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I know. This was big news in the Rob household. Big big news. Right now, my little boy, Link. Ooh. I've turned him on to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and the Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon. And that's all he wants uh. to watch. This is his new phase. And I'm trying to, I'm easing him into the Mario Brothers because he's getting to that age where he's going to, you know, he's his hand-eye coordination is getting better. He might be able to start playing some Mario Brothers pretty soon. Plays some very uh, rudimentary games on his iPad right now, so oh, yeah. he's he's getting it. So I'm I'm pushing that Mario towards him, and you know I'm gonna I'm either gonna take him to this movie or I'll I'll let him watch it when it's on VOD. <laughs> There's it's actually gonna, gonna be a Nintendo Direct tomorrow as we record this October six uh, Super Mario Brothers movie presentation, introducing the world premiere trailer for the upcoming film. So we're gonna have thoughts on that next week on the next episode um jeff but you the have any back thoughts? of mario's head looks good <laughs> yeah the the image is just not mario. his not his rear that's well, right according to the back. internet though his his butt is gone, gonna jeff. skip right over that part of the news that's mario's butt that's jeff's favorite part of this par. trailer but i think no 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 my favorite part is gonna be when chris pratt when his voice is you know when he graces the screen Hey, yo, it's me, hey, I'm a Mario. Was, uh, gabagoo. Gabagoo. <laughs> hey, you Goomba, get out of here. We've I'm got walking se- <laughs> in. We got 17 hours until we find out. So 
That'll be interesting. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and our last news story this week, Dead Space Remake shows off its first gameplay. I am a big Dead Space fan, so 100% I'll be playing this remake. But did this first gameplay convince either of you boys? Well, or were you already going to play it? I'm going to tell you, it looks exactly the same as I remember it. Uh, but that right yeah well that actually might be a good thing because a lot of times with the remakes you'll it'll be like oh this is like the turtles uh the shredder's revenge mm-hmm. it's like oh this is what we thought in our minds it looked like from yeah. our memories and then you go back and like oh wait a minute this is way worse so yeah. that actually might be a good thing because motive has actually uh rebuilt it from the ground up ea's frostbite engine um, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla game director Eric Baptizat Baptizat is at the helm for this new <laughs> Dead Space remake. It's coming out January 27th, 2023. So, as always, Rob, we just got to stay alive until uh, January yep. 27th. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I meant for 15 minutes after that. Yeah. yeah. For my 15 yeah, minutes right, of yeah, fun. Get back to his time in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think this is kind of so i don't think you guys didn't watch donkey's latest video on the last of us did you guys yes did I did. Mm-hmm. his most recent video yes yeah, came out yeah. today oh i did not uh, see that or was yet. it today or was it, yeah, I thought, it was, I think it was a couple days ago i don't think i watched it today there might be another one already but um he makes some great points in there about like i think the opening line of that video is oh hey look we have a game that's remastered that didn't oh. need to be and um, Dead Space to me is almost of that category where I'm like, was there really a uh, a need to go back and do this game necessarily? Um, and he made a great point of like, if you look at the PS5, like like a couple of the biggest games, like at least top five games are like remakes, remakes. Like we don't have any, there's nothing that that system can hang its fedora, hang its hat on. You know what I mean? Uh and it's just remakes. Uh, so I'm actually, you know, it was pretty bad when the Xbox One first launched and we were getting all those. And I feel like we, I feel like we're kind of in a, a never ending loop of uh, just consistent remakes. Hey, don't, don't point your fingers at a, at PlayStation or Xbox on this point. Your point your finger at the Nintendo switch. Ooh. You want to talk about remakes and re-releases. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's what we got. <laughs> I feel like Dead Space. I, I'm obviously I'm no uh master of marketing or budgets when it comes to these video games, but I feel like a remake of Dead Space is a good way to test the waters if an audience wants a new Dead Space game at all. Because if uh, if they remake it and it does well or well enough they can say okay we have we can validate our choice to make a brand new dead space game versus resurrecting a franchise that may or may not sell so that's sort of where this one or what i feel like the thought behind this one is i can't necessarily say that for other games uh like last of us or uh, something we're going to talk about in a minute uh but Either way, it still looks exactly the same. It yeah. still looks exactly the same. <laughs> I'll yeah. probably play it. Did you beat Dead? You beat Dead Space, right, Vector? Yeah, I've beat all of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's just Resident Evil in space. That's all Dead Space is, and I've enjoyed every single one that I've played. Dang, shots fired. I think it is also kind of a testing ground for: Do they want a movie? Do they want a TV show? Like, is it going to be? is is the you know are the waters ready for a dead space something um, i'm not like jeff remake them all bring them all out i want everything remade to look crystal clear every <laughs> game every Give generation yeah, you just wants to play the same game over and over again and make, if you can stream it make even better super mario <laughs> make the original Super Mario, make it in 4K. It's Actually, Unreal Engine. That uh, there's somebody working right now on a Mario remake, and it's got Chris Pratt, like the yeah. the character models based I've on seen Chris that. Pratt. So I want to, <laughs> oh, I want to no. play that. I make think, it uh, playable. Yeah, I think that'll be a good thing. So 
That was all the news this week. Uh, actually, let's go through our lightning round real quick. <laughs> uh, Sack Boy, speaking of things that Jeff loves, they're bringing Sack Boy to PC next month. Another thing that's getting a sequel, Cyberpunk 2077. The Witcher's getting a new trilogy. There's going to be multiplayer. Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a remaster, Jeff. What? This game Reported. that just came out? Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> uh, PlayStation 2, PlayStation VR 2. Um, Sony is reportedly making 2 million units for launch. So Ooh. hopefully this won't be like a PlayStation 5 thing where two years later we can't even get one. But I will definitely be purchasing a, yes, a PlayStation VR 2. Uh, and if half three, three of those 2 million will be in our possessions. If yes. Half Life Alex Ooh. is on there, it's game over. Five Nights at Freddy's movie confirms a director and a filming date. Um, I don't think any of us are Five Nights at Freddy's guys. I but... played uh, the last one, whatever oh, it was. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, Rob, he was giving that a try. It was yeah. fine. It was it was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it, that game's bullshit. Wait, surprise, but... surprise. Five Nights at Freddy's was bullshit. <laughs> it, was, it was, man. There would be... There was an instance, I'm going to talk about this just real fast. So there's an instance where you're in an arcade and one of these robots is walking around trying to follow you, right? Uh, it's the alligator one. I don't know its name. And you can hide in like little garbage bins and things like that. And when you hide, you can see, you have access to cameras within the area so you can see where the people are. And there's also these security bots running around. So if they, if you're caught within their vision or their their line of sight, they'll go, hey, he's over here. So I was in a garbage can that was next to a bathroom on the other side of a bathroom. And I accessed the cameras and the the alligator would keep catching me for some reason, despite not being anywhere near me. And I finally tried it one more and looked at the camera by the bathroom. Inside the bathroom, there was a security bot pointing at me through the wall. He's right here. He's <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so mad. And that's exactly when I stopped playing. So you were busted by his name is Montgomery Gator. Mm -hmm. You're oh, welcome. You're thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> all right. So it. that was all the news this week. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Vector. Now it's time to move on to the games that we've been playing this week. I know Jeff. Jeff W., the always angry Jeff W., has had a heck of a week, you guys. He just has not had any time to play any Vidya this week. But don't worry, he's going to tell us all about it on Sandbox Gamers After Dark. But I've been playing the week. game of life and trying to stay alive. Okay, that's, huh. that's been what I've been I can't wait to hear this story. But <laughs> Vactor and I have been playing games. And uh, I'm going to dive into what I've been playing this week, Vactor, if you don't mind. And then I'll uh, pass the mic to you. I. I went through all the hoops to play Half-Life 2 VR this week. A lot of hoops. Let me tell <laughs> you. I had to, first of all, I had to find my, I had to go through this stack of VR helmets that's behind me and figure out which is the, the most up-to-date current one. Nice. So that took a minute. Then I had to charge it. Then I had to put batteries in the controllers because they haven't been using them. And then after that, it made me sign up for Meta. I couldn't oh, even dang. use it without signing up for Meta. That's soon right. As I, soon yeah, as I yeah. booted up the Oculus, it's like, actually, hold on, actually, <laughs> you got to do this first. So now I am in the Metaverse officially. I say it every week because it's in the script, but I am now officially in the Metaverse. Then got to log on to Steam, download Half-Life 2, which I did not own. Uh, but it's you only ten dollars. It? It's only ten dollars on Steam, hmm. and downloaded the free mod. I've played Half Life Two before. Let me just put that out there. It's okay. a great game. It's a. It's. I don't want to say it's in my top five. It might be in my top ten. Definitely top twenty. It's a. It's a fantastic game. But as we all know, a game that is in my top five, Half Life Alex, was the pinnacle of VR gaming. I have not played a game better than Half Life Alex on VR. So. I wanted to dive into it. You know, more hoops I had to jump through is that you outside of everything I already mentioned, you gotta you gotta find the Oculus link. You gotta 
plug it in. You got to boot up the is Oculus. Is that better now? Sorry to cut you. Is that whole thing? Because I remember when I was in it, I have, what's the what's the Oculus headset? It's not Go. The Quest. The mm-hmm. Quest. Thank you. When I had it a couple years ago now, I think I still have it somewhere in this apartment uh, or in this place. Uh, I had the cable or I wanted to get the cable. The cable was sold out. The cable was like a $100 cable or something like that, right? Or 50, 60 bucks. I couldn't find one, but there was another one that I got from China and they sent that to me and it kind of worked. But like like I played maybe 15 minutes of I Half-Life like it's Alex. just a USB 3. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so like is that whole like is getting something that's not the Valve headset easy to do? What when it works and does its job properly, yes. It's fine. How um, many cables I, do you have to hook up? Just, just one. one. Okay. Just one. I got and I got the official Oculus Link cable. It's it's like 15 feet long. Right, it's, right. It's plenty of room, especially just for my office. Like I don't have a lot of like running around space in here. So it, it works just fine. Um the problem when I say when I get it to work properly is, is half the time Steam VR doesn't want to boot. <laughs> or it's not recognizing the headset and it's a lot of like res- restart the computer, restart the helmet, unplug the USB and plug it back in. And you do that about 30 times and it decides, okay, I- I've made you go through enough. Now I'll go <laughs> ahead and play it. So all of that aside, Half-Life 2 VR is not as good as Half-Life Alex, but it's close. It's pretty close because obviously the game is not made for VR. This is a mod from the modding community that is endorsed by Valve that they put out. So it it functions in a certain sense. Um, The controls are virtually the same as far as I can remember. You know, you move around with uh, the left joystick. You can cycle through your ammunition with the right joystick. The controls are a little funky because I don't remember... I don't remember in Half-Life Alex, and if you remember, Vector, please chime in, but the, the jump button in this game is flicking up on the right thumbstick in VR, and ducking down is putting, or flicking the thumbstick down on the right. So if mm-hmm. I push up, I jump. If I push down, I duck. But if I want to look left or right, like I want to move the orientation of the camera left or right, without physically turning my body or turning my head or just my position in general, you flick the thumbstick right or left. So it's very easy to try to turn your orientation to the right or left and accidentally jump or accidentally duck. And that's probably my biggest complaint out of the controls because I've done that a lot where I'm trying to just look the other way. People are coming at me, bullets are flying at me and I'm just ducking or jumping. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember running into that issue when I was playing Half-Life Alex. No, as far as I can remember, there is no jump. Um, it's just like you're moving in the space and you can go upstairs and stuff. But I don't know if there is a jump in, in Half-Life yeah, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there was definitely like an orientation button. Like if you wanted to quick turn 180 yes, degrees yeah, or something that. like that. Mm-hmm. Like you could do that. Yeah, or just recenter the 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 yes. focus of the camera, mm-hmm. you know, real fast. Um, so that that's really my only downside to the they, gameplay. They, they sh- for sure don't have the reload motion, right? Like that was yeah. no, they put it in there. Oh, they it's, did. Yeah, it's not as fluid. So in Half Life, okay. Alex, you know, you would run out of bullets, so you would have to eject the magazine. You'd put your hand yeah. over your back put the magazine into the gun and you'd have to cock the gun. That was my favorite part of that game was the reload. <laughs> so you do all of that, except it, since cocking the gun isn't part of the game, you mm-hmm. have to press a button on the, the oh, right okay. or the left joystick, or excuse me, you have to press the trigger and it automatically registers. Oh, like okay. You're cocking the gun. Yeah. So it's almost the same, but I feel like the aiming is real tough mm. in first person shooter games when you're in VR, because I find myself with a pistol, the combine's coming at me and I'm doing a lot of this, like I'm pu- putting the gun directly in front of like where I'd be looking down the oh. barrel and closing one eye and being like, bang, 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 like I'm at a shooting range. Um, 
that's not bad necessarily because it's a little more immersive, but it's it's <laughs> it's definitely a lot tougher than just pointing a reticle on you know you're using your video game controller playing on your PC or your Xbox or whatever. The graphics, of course, are from Half Life Two. Uh, gosh, when did Half Life Two even come out? Like two thousand and six. Oh four. I think four. Oh, four. I want to say. So it's, they're not spectacular. <clears throat> yeah. November, 2004, yep. but for what it is, it works well in VR. Um, I could see this game being a game that you don't necessarily need to plug your headset into your computer for. Like if they, if they marketed this game as a, a game on the Oculus quest or meta quest or whatever you want to call it, from the Oculus store, like you physically download it to your headset, like uh, Beat Saber or whatever. I feel like it would run just fine. It doesn't look any yeah. better than uh, Resident Evil 4 does, in my right. opinion. You know, Half-Life um, 2 has become like, remember like like Doom? Like, like oh, hey, here's a smart fridge. They'd be like, hey, we put Doom on your smart fridge. Right. Half-Life 2 is, in, is similar to that in the sense of like people try to get things running on that or do things to that game. And then eventually you see like, okay, hey, we did it with Half-Life 2. Now we can apply some of those steps and some of those, you know, solutions yeah. to like another game. So I feel like Half-Life 2 is almost like a, it's like the canary in the coal mine for like a lot of uh, uh, things going on in games uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's not a lot to say about the game because I mean, if you haven't played Half-Life 2 by now, I mean, I don't really know what to tell you. It's It's a classic game. But what I was really more interested in outside of reliving the game in this new way was just seeing, okay, how are they going to, how are they going to do this? Like driving the little cart around, you know, is it, pretty fun. Um, I think my favorite part of the game is when you get tossed the crowbar for the first time, you know, you pick it up and this is all you have. And, you know, I've got the little, the little whirly birds, like the little uh, razor helicopters coming at me. And I'm like, get out of here. Like swinging. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm definitely accidentally going to punch somebody if they walk into my office, uh, knocking these guys down. Um, swimming is real interesting. Cause there's a lot of instances where you're going underwater and having to make your way through and it's actually there's one part early on in the game where you have to raise the levels of water to get into pipes that are otherwise inaccessible like you have to swim through them and then but in order to do that in order to get across you have to swim all the way down to the bottom of this one particular area and break some wooden boards so like boxes that are otherwise trapped can float to the top so i can like platform my way across so i'm quote unquote underwater in vr looking straight down trying to break these wooden boards that are under my feet and it's the first time i've ever felt like i was gonna fall over Ooh. or like get oh, dizzy wow. okay <laughs> I, yeah, like yeah. i don't i i personally don't get dizzy or sick or anything from vr but it uh outside of you know uh maybe taking a little medicine and watching some roller coaster videos in VR. Ah, <laughs> um, so that part was really interesting to me where it's, it's something that's what absolutely was not intended to be played this way. <laughs> and the experience <laughs> mm -hmm. of how that translates. Yeah. Um, but overall, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, it's not, it's not half-life Alex. It's not anywhere near as intuitive as that game is. It doesn't look at nearly as good as that game did. But for what it was, it's it's still a better translation than Resident Evil 4 was, mm. in my oh, opinion. Yeah. I would I would recommend this over Resident Evil 4 if you're looking for a shooter experience uh, that's not Half-Life Alex nice. and VR. And it's only 10 bucks. So I mean Okay, they are charging for this. Okay. Or the the or... the mod is free, Jeff. The game, okay. I mean, Half-Life okay. 2 is only 10 bucks on Steam. Okay. Okay. But the yeah. mod is free. Uh, so, I mean, if you've got an Oculus that's just sitting around collecting dust and, you know, you want to go through all the hoops I did, it's it's fun. I was certainly enjoying myself, getting sweaty. Um, but I have a question for you, Vactor, and it, you too, Jeff, if you've played VR recently. When you, when you find yourself playing games like this, do you sit in one spot and play? Like, do you get a chair and sit or do you stand? I stand when I've played. I've done both. 
And I think it just depends, but standing is more fun to me. Like it's more immersive, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you feel like you're in it. Like you're not walking around or anything, but you're looking around and, yeah. and you're pointing and things like that. Okay. So I would find my, that's how I've been playing this game also. And I'm getting tired, man. Yeah. Like I don't get mm -hmm. tired from just standing around, but I'm just like in one space, like in circles, look down, getting tied up in this long ass Oculus cable <laughs> that's yeah. connected to my PC. Um, and I'll take off the headset after like an hour of playing and I'm just like sweating yeah. it up, man. Like just getting just getting claustrophobic and having the big oculus like mark on my forehead mm -hmm. right uh but it's it's very good it was a it was a worthy game to dust off the vr helmet for me nice. i, I want to get back into it because it was a there was a when i first got my vr i was into it man like i was playing vr this and that and then the the novelty sort of wore off but when there are games that really immerse you like this not just like little games like beat saber or rock climbing or whatever it is like the little quote-unquote experiences that they mm -hmm. have available right. like real actual in-depth games with a story with with a purpose like that's what i want to see and so that's that's why i'm really looking forward to the psvr2 and like the horizon game they're putting out like i really want to see what they come up with so right and made uh, natively Half-Life 2 vr, VR. yeah it's worth it i mean it's only 10 bucks you got nothing else to play we're in the the summer or the end of summer, early fall game drought right now. It's fun. Give the, it a the 2022 drought. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I have been on a quest to play all of the Netflix mobile games. As they've Why been do you hate out. yourself? Because they're good, Jeff. Have you played any of these games? Yeah, Jeff. Uh, the Luna one has been okay. I thought there was some good some good concepts going on yeah. yes desta this is a new game um that actually coming to steam as well as consoles uh very shortly but this is one that is coming out first on the mobile platform the memories between and this is a character driven roguelike featuring an immersive story strategic turn-based tactics as well as dodgeball action so all of that stuff as well as there's a story that touches on gender identity sexuality and queer friendships and relationships and dodgeball <laughs> and dodgeball you get to throw it's your grandpa's dodgeball <laughs> you get to throw a ball at people's heads um i actually did enjoy Desta, the memories between the art style is very nice. Very. This is iOS, uh, right? Yeah, you can play it on uh, Android and iOS, but it's okay. coming to Steam. You could actually add it to your wish list. There's uh, no release date yet, but you can add it to your wish list, and then it's coming to Switch. I think it'll actually work good on the Steam Deck and the Switch. Just the type of game it is. It's a 360 degree map, and you're walking around on squares basically like it'll show you you click on your character and you can go forward or backwards it's kind of like that raving rabbits game mm -hmm. and it's dodgeball so you pick up a ball but you only have certain moves you can only go five steps ahead or two steps to the side and so it's the strategy of oh how many steps can i make and then the angle of throwing the ball um i don't know if there's co-op in this or if you can play because just by looking at the um, not in my play time, I, it was just single player. But when I'm looking at the footage that you can see online, it looks like you can actually play a multiplayer or co-op because there's like a team of people that you can play. So maybe this might be one we could play together. But I had a good time with the just the, the tutorial. That's what I played. Um, like I said, the art style is really nice. And the story, as I described, is kind of interesting you're reliving memories and rediscovering friendships and, and different things. It's also from the creators of Monument Valley, which was also a very good iOS game. Yes, so yes. I recommend Desta, The Memories Between. And I think Netflix is doing a very good job of just gathering these, like they're, they're doing a good job acquiring all these different games that are coming out. And if you just look on the App Store, all of the ones that have the little Netflix logo in, in the corner, 
Um, they're really starting to put together some nice ones, including that before your eyes game, Rob, where it looks mm-hmm. at your webcam and you have to try to keep your eyes open. And that was a good blink. one. If you're so, looking for a good cry, Jeff, that's what I recommend. I, I 100% am enjoying the Netflix titles. And I think I think I might have mentioned this before on a podcast. It's just like when they got into original programming with House of Cards and all of the Netflix shows. When they first started out, everybody was like, Netflix making original content? What? Get this thing out of here. Now we look at it and it's like, oh, Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy and all the the original Netflix shows are very good. I think that's going to be the way it is with gaming. It's just that they're making good strategic acquisitions of all these games. And I have been impressed with the stuff that they've put out so far. And I already paid for Netflix, just like with Amazon Luna, as I was talking about earlier. Might as well get these games. So that was what I've been playing this week. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Sandbox Gamers. But wait, 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 wait. Don't turn off the podcast yet because I have something to tell you. I have a couple things to tell you, actually. Your guns don't want to stick around for Sandbox Gamers After Dark on the same podcast feed where Jeff W., Vactor, and myself let it all hang out. Yeah. So check out Sandbox Gamers After Dark on this same podcast feed. And you're also going to want to check out the network of friends mainly the Vactor Podcasting Network. Uh, The Comic Book Kaiju is a weekly comic book podcast that comes out, hosted by our very own Vactor and his rotating stable of guests. The most recent issue or episode, if you were, WCW World Championship Wrestling Volume 1, where he was joined by Marcus Seabury and Chris Eaton talking about wrestling. (laughs) And he also had another episode drop the same day, Sandman Volume 1 Preludes and Nocturnes. That was our Um, book of the month. That's your book of the month. New book of the month alert. <laughs> New book of the month alert. Um, also, you're following She-Hulk, so you're doing episode recaps on that and tons more. So you're going to want to check out the comic book Kaiju. Uh, links in the show notes for that. And then Vactor, uh, surprise, surprise, is on another podcast called Trechnological, a Star Trek shakedown with <laughs> former geek, so to speak, co-host Shoff, where they're boldly going where no podcast has gone before every week and the uh, most recent episode uh well I, I guess you would call it a bonus because you're following star trek lower decks but you dropped a co-captain's comment for star trek the motion picture 4k director's edition yes where you can sit through quite possibly the worst star trek movie ever made with vector and shaw yeah as they poo poo <laughs> all over it this is the director's edition so is the sequence where uh the starship enterprise is docking that 20 minute sequence is it longer <laughs> in this one it it certainly felt like it i had never saw the original cut this was the first time i had seen this so i had to rely on shaw for the differences but it definitely seemed like it was longer to me they were they were showing off the technology and they're like look at how good this looks and it's a 30 it's literally a 20 minute shot of just the star trek enterprise coming into the station and <laughs> nothing happening <laughs> but people just looking at it so suffer through that but have fun with vactor yeah and shop again that is technological a star trek shakedown and you can find that movie commentary as long with their their uh, lower decks commentaries every week on that feed if you want to follow us the sandbox gamers on social media well check the show notes link tree forward slash sandbox gamers you'll find all the links there don't forget to rate review subscribe do all the things stick around for sandbox gamers after dark gg everybody gg gg